editor of Voice. In the following podcast, you'll hear the edited audio from my interview with David Slater during our interview series on Instagram. David Slater is the artistic director of Etiletri Arts, and he shares his thoughts on how arts organisations can respond during COVID-19 and make a stand against racism. Enjoy. It's so great to have you with us today. I'm really excited to find out more um, about Entelechi Art. Um, so I reckon we should just dive right into it. Okay. Um, and maybe first of all, you could just introduce yourself, who you are, what's your role within the organisation? Okay, so I'm David, David Slater, and Artistic Director of Entelechi Arts. And uh, yeah, I, uh, we're based in South East London in Deptford. Um, and work with communities across Deptford and Southwark and, um, and much further afield as well. Amazing. Um, so could you maybe just tell us a little bit more about this organisation, um, why, why it was established, what you do at the moment and those kind of things? Okay. Well, it's got, I mean, one of the difficulties is it's got such a weird name. It's like Entelechi Arts and people say, oh, what's that mean? What, how do you spell it? Um, but Entelechi, I think, is quite a beautiful name because it means mm. the... It's the art of the possible. It's it's taking an idea, something that could happen, and actually making it happen. And I think that's one of the main things that the company do. We've um, we've worked in uh, South East London. I've worked in South East London, um, making theatre and arts projects for about forty years. We have long, um, long associations with people who live in communities in 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 Lewisham. And um, there are probably about 150 of us, and we come together in various groups. We work with isolated older people, people who happen to have quite profound um, disabilities, um, and we make art. We make plays and theatre and dance events and write poetry and perform and just make loads of people making loads of stuff creatively is what we do. Amazing. That's so great to hear. Um, so I'm kind of interested in, first of all, about you and your story and how you ended up to be Artistic Director of um, Entelechi Arts. Um, so I hear that you were granted a Winston Churchill Travel Fund and to kind of learn from different arts programmes, um, particularly in America. Um, so I wondered if you could just tell me a bit more about what this was like for you and what you learned from this. Well, the the Churchill Travelling Fellowship was just amazing. It was, um, here you are, we'll support you to go for two months uh, to the States and just visit like-minded organisations to learn from groups, organisations working with arts, culture and older people. So I started in Los Angeles um, Mm -hmm. and then slowly uh, made my way via San Francisco East and ended up in New York. Um, and just kind of, I think when you're traveling, when you're meeting lots of people, what's partly exciting is that you learn a lot about yourself or the work that you're doing in the eyes of the people that you're talking to. You know, you see them, you see yourself as, as they see you, as it were. And um, lots of brilliant experiences. Um, there was uh, one particular experience I remember was um, in New York, where people were saying, oh, this is this really amazing choir of older people uh, it's in Brooklyn you should go visit it and I got lost on the subway and I arrived late and there was this like whole group of people sitting around a huge table but they weren't singing they were gossiping they were just like chatting and then suddenly the, the gossiping started to go into everyone started to 
breathing exercises and then sounds came out of the breathing exercises and then everyone just burst into into song and it was such a rich experience but I guess it taught me the relationship how art can just be a part of ordinary stuff like you with your friends gossiping and then you start doing something which is really beautiful and creative and has meaning for you and I think that's really like what we do a lot of the time in the company we try and fit in what we do into everything else that people do in their everyday life um but it was such a rich experience yeah amazing that's really interesting to hear um so kind of working on that obviously you became artistic director um at Alecci. so what do you love about this job what do you love about um your role there um well i think what i like i just work with a great group of people um, um, a, a really curious group of people and courageous group of people. Um, all of our work is is really with people. So we're working with um, uh, people living locally in the communities where we're based and we're making it up as we go along. If you're working with people, it's like having a conversation. You don't, we don't know where this conversation is going to go to. You're literally making it up as you go along. But if you're an arts organisation, if you get funded from different organisations, then there's a responsibility to make sure you deliver work that has impact and meaning and value. Um, so I, I really enjoy working with with um, teams of people and 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 people living in the communities, collectively making it up as we go along, just um, kind of getting lost and finding ourselves again and, and out of that. Um, hopefully comes really exciting performance events big stuff small stuff we do some well, we have artists working one-on-one -on -one in people's front rooms um, sure. we've worked with South Bank Centre so we're working in huge cultural spaces um, local just a range so a lot of different kind of scale in the work we do as well um, yeah but I, I think I, I love getting lost and finding uh, myself again in the company of lots of people who I, I respect and I'm challenged by. It's a great... I love that. I love that. And I'm wondering how um, COVID-19 um, has really affected this organisation. Um, what challenges have there been and how have you kind of gone about overcoming these? Um, I think for, for everybody, uh, well, right across the world, these are uncertain challenging worrying times and we work with we work with people we've got relationships with people living in residential care homes and staff teams supporting people in care homes um, a lot of work with people who have quite profound and complex disabilities many of those people live in supportive accommodation and lots of older people living on their own isolated um, uh, Sadly, quite a few people that we have worked with have died, and so one of the one of one of the things that we've had to learn is how can we can support each other to grieve remotely. Yeah. Um, people can't go to each other's funerals, and mm. so we've found ways of celebrating and remembering people and creating small rituals where everyone can feel that they are part of that process um, but most important because I think the company is a network of, of, of people um, 
mm. how do we continue to stay in touch? Um, the first thing we did was literally get in touch with everyone we worked with, phone calls, just to see if people got food and just the basic necessities. Um, and then we're an arts company, we need to make art. So how do we carry on working, albeit in completely new circumstances? How do we carry on working remotely? With the added challenge, because if you uh, happen to work with people in their 70s, 80s and 90s, a lot of them won't be able to do what we're doing. They're not digital connections, a possibility. So we're, um, we're using telephones a lot we're, and telephone um, conference calling techniques. Um, so before lockdown, once a week, um, 30 people met to sing with each other. Uh, we run a project called Meet Me, and um, so mm. a group of older people meeting um, to sing. We found ways of actually breaking up the choir into small clusters and working with artists and volunteers so that people are still singing, albeit in smaller groups of eight little mm. singing clusters online. Um, so, yeah, it's that phrase again. We're making it up as we go along, but we're slowly finding our way. We've got artists designing... Um, boxes uh we're going to be distributing 250 boxes that collectively wow. are going to be part of a work of art that isolated older people and older people living in care homes will gradually assemble creatively with their imaginations and it all come together when finally we can meet up again so there are lots of lots of ideas buzzing away um uh, we, yeah. yeah that's so interesting i, I love that and um, we've just had a question from iona um, on the comments and she says thank you for sharing about the fascinating work that your organization does um, and she asks in your experience do you find that your projects are empowering for the participants and if so how um i think i, I think they are i think people are able to be recognized and have their stories mm. told i think Fundamentally, we're an organisation that um, works to help the visibility of people. A lot of the people we work with are very marginalised. Their stories, their experiences aren't, aren't told. And um, I think we work with people so uh, collectively we find ways of, of creating theatre. Let me give you an example. Um, we have been working on a project called BED. It's with um, a lot of the older people that we work with um, said that we feel we're, we're walking around, this is pre-lockdown, when we're on the buses, when we're walking around, it's like we're not seen, it's like we're invisible, it's, it's people don't hear us, they don't recognise us, they don't understand our stories. So um, collectively we made this show called Bed and it involves an older woman um, on a bed seemingly abandoned in a public place so in a high street or a park and uh in her night clothes so you might be uh we've done it outside the south bank for instance so you might be walking around out along by the river thames in the center of london mm. and suddenly you see uh an older woman in a bed in her night clothes and it kind of trips you up and then yeah. if you've got courage you kind of go up to her and you say are you all right and it's a performance piece uh, where people have collected their stories and they're sharing their stories. And so um, this started with a very small idea that we, we um, 
we 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 trialled that in Deptford Market, quite close to the Albany, where we're. Back. Yeah. It's an amazing community art space in Deptford, the Albany. We do a lot of collaborative work with them, um, and we try innocently, naively. We thought, okay, we'll abandon um, two or three older performers performers in beds outside the Albany in, in the market, not really realizing the impact it would have, and mm. like within the space of about five minutes somebody called the police and I think the most wonderful thing was um, that four young women, four 14 year old girls on their lunch break from the local school came in and they said we want to report a crime but there was this urgency about um, the, the experiences of these, uh, these isolated older people so, so I think to go back to the question I think that's one example of how people are empowered, they are feeling that they are actively getting their stories out uh, to huge audiences um, and um, and beginning to change the story, change the, change the way that they're seen and recognised and valued. Amazing, it's so great to hear about a project like that, um, to just give a voice to people who might feel, as you say, unheard. And I wonder if we could just continue talking about that. Um, because the organisation is all about promoting marginalised voices and really in the last week to 10 days we've seen global protests um, to give a voice to the marginalised. So I wonder if you have any kind of practical advice for how we can um, empower people and combat issues in society like racism. Um, I think it's, uh, I think certainly if a lot of the the people that we work with um, have historically been marginalised. Our invisibility uh, are, are, are invisible, and um, we uh, at one period in our history as a company, we did a lot of work with Brazilian artists, and they okay. use this phrase "unhiding," but bringing into um, into visibility. Uh, mm -hmm. We work in Lewisham. Lewisham has it's, it's a really thrilling uh, part of London to work in with a huge, diverse population. And I think as a responsibility, I think what we bring into our rehearsal spaces or our meeting rooms, we have a, a responsibility to make sure that the, the groups that we work with in the company reflect the people that you see on the buses, on the streets, yeah. that is of community. Um, and very visible. We, we um, worked again with the Albany on a project called Meet Me, which was based on a simple question. What if you were um, living alone, an older person? What if you went to an arts centre instead of a day centre? And we started this idea about seven years ago, and it's now a regular 50 weeks a year people gather in an arts centre to be seen, to be to create huge numbers of diverse, diverse voices. But the importance, I think, of what we're doing there is that it actually happens not in one of the meeting rooms, but it happens in the centre of the building, in a huge cafe space, so that people are seen, that the people who are formerly hidden are, are um, really recognised and, and, and um, they've become players again, which I think is the, one of the critical points of... of of the company. I think arts, the, the other, there's a phrase that a lot of Brazilian artists um, use, they use this phrase, imagination at the service of the people. Okay. Times like now we need 
the, the question of how can we be together? How can we build and rebuild community together? And I think the role of culture, the work, role of the imagination, um, the role of the artist as bearing witness to and um, amplifying the stories of in, in change-making processes is, is so centrally important. Amazing. Um, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the project that you ran called Ambient Jam. Okay. Well, Ambient Jam is, a, uh, I think it's, I think it's one of the projects that we're most proud of, actually. It's, uh, a, a lot of our work is with people who are, uh, carry various labels and distinctions. And um, mm. so Ambient Jam is for people who uh, have, profound who live with profound and complex disabilities so people who may have a learning disability and uh, a physical disability um, maybe a dual impairment they may not be able to see or hear a lot of the people that we worked with in this group we first met 30 years ago um, it's difficult to imagine but the, the whole process where society really banished people that didn't fit in so we we started as a company with working with people who'd been in the old asylums uh, all around the M25 around London, um, these buildings where I guess it was out of sight, out of mind, um, forgotten. And as a company, we were invited to start work helping people reconnect with community. So the Jam really grew out of working with people who had been, I think, suffered a huge social violence. Um, they have been, you know, you couldn't to be exiled and then kept in really difficult institutional conditions um, was just such a massive social crime. So, Ambient Jam is a space for people who don't really have or who, who don't use conventional ways of communicating. They have very different ways of experiencing the world and just a space where people can comfortably be together um, with sound. It's a very multi-sensory experience. The, 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 the collective who come together of participants and artists, um, volunteers, create environments, immersive environments using light and texture and sound, uh, percussions. You kind of have to experience it to um, get it, but um, I think spaces, safe and comfortable spaces where people can be themselves and create together with new uh, new languages, new ways of, of connecting. So, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, all of the projects that you've spoken about have sound so like instrumental to your area. Um, so it's it's fascinating to hear about them. Yeah. Um, I think it's that I, with something like Ambient Jam, what's happening there is that we recently did some really uh, exciting work with Goldsmiths um, College art galleries, looking at how people, again, it's going back to that visibility, so how people can feel comfortable in huge public spaces um, and, and engage with other parts of their community. Amazing. Um, so I kind of want to go back to um, yourself and how you found the past couple of months in lockdown. Um, I wonder if you've been staying motivated, artistically, creatively, and if you have any tips for young people who might be struggling um, to stay motivated during lockdown. Okay, uh, well, yeah, uh, lockdown has been, um, I've actually been uh, 
living with um, my wife and I with our extended family. So I'm living with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So <laughs> Lego appears a lot in my life. And also the question, why, 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 why? Which actually is quite a, a useful um, trigger for uh, artistic uh, um, motivation. Um, uh, in terms of my own, I guess, I guess because of the way we work, I'm, I, I, I don't really think about myself as an artist. I feel I'm an artist when I'm in the company of other people. So mm -hmm. the way that the ways and means that we found to connect, to stay in touch with um, the, the our participants with telephone link ups or um, digital postcards or whatever, I think is is the way that has um, constantly fired my imagination. Um, how to find i think uh i i think it's about taking notice you know it's just like walking is i i find walking really helpful mm. then um allowing yourself to be taken by surprise so almost um going to somewhere and then taking a different route and kind of getting lost i think that whole process mm. of almost getting lost and having to find yourself maybe literally as well as metaphorically yeah. is is a really useful way uh and possibly routine you know just that little just give yourself the exercise of doing one creative new thing each day and finding mm -hmm. for, for that but yeah i suppose it's the obvious thing take take notice um i had a really it's a couple of years ago i had a uh, I was just sort of doing something and then there was a voice on the radio. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, an artist was talking and he used the phrase, he just said, uh, don't be yourself, become yourself. And I, mm. that's just haunted me because I just think it's that, that sense of all, of all of the time just leaning in or stepping into the new you, which again is quite an interesting way of thinking about how you move through the world. Amazing. And we've just had another question. Um, and they ask, could I hear more about your sonic sensory letters to participant? And it sounds truly fantastic and meaningful. Um, well, it's just, uh, so we work with, we've got a really exciting uh, team of um, artists who are resident in a, in a care home in Southwark. And um, one of their, so one of their challenges was how do they stay in touch and how do they say we're still here we're still thinking of you and of course we've all read we've all heard the stories of the huge pressures that uh, staff teams um, undervalued staff teams um, supporting people living in care homes have gone through so um, I think it, it so artists just started um, playing making it with just little video uh, stories, but also going back to, sadly, one of the, or many of the participants that they worked with um, in this particular care home died. And one of, the, one of the women who died was a dancer. She was just the most amazing dancer. And so she would be kind of like, she had, uh, she loved to dance to ABBA songs. So there's this kind of, you can check it out on our website, I think it's somewhere on our website, but there's just this yeah. beautiful uh, memory 
digital card of these two silver gloves that are just dancing to uh, an ABBA number. And it's just, it just captures, it's a bit like a haiku, it just captures that moment of remembering and celebrating a life. And there are lots of those digital exchanges that are just packed full of meaning and you know, just gifts to we're still here, you're still there. We want to get as close to you. That act of sharing, that simple act of sharing. Amazing, thank you for that. And um, I've just got one more question for you today, actually. And that is, how can people find out more about yourself? And also, how can people find out more about Esfalecci? Uh Well, check out our website, uh, entelikiarts.org. Um, um, follow us at Entelikiarts. And uh, yeah join us for the conversation <laughs> amazing thank you so much for chatting with me today david it's been really interesting to hear about goodness all of your projects so many um and each so interesting so yeah thank you so much and um yeah enjoyed it i really hope you enjoyed our chat with david you can find out more about his organization at etlekiarts.org where you can explore all their projects if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and review this show. And if you're looking for something else to listen to, then head over to our sister podcast, Voice Extra. Voice Extra is managed by our voice contributors and is a weekly podcast where they talk about the latest articles they've written and the art and culture they've been enjoying. Until next time, stay safe, stay creative, and we'll see you over on Voice.